Welcome to the Faith Christian Fellowship of Montego Bay's podcast. We are reaching for His glory through building and teaching. I hope you are encouraged and edified by this message. A few weeks ago, we started talking about three main ways to build capacity. Three main ways, three important ways to build capacity. And we first looked at systems, how important systems are. Systems are very powerful. They can make you or break you. And then whether you realize it or not, you're operating under some kind of system. If you don't deliberately operate by the kingdom system, then the world system has you. So some system is influencing your life right now. So you need to be deliberate in the system that you allow to influence your life. Also looked at laws and principles, very important. Laws and principles are key to system. And laws and principles guide us, provide boundaries so that we can walk in what God intended for us to walk in. There is no kingdom, no society that can be effective without constitution. Laws and principles make the constitution. So it is important that we pay attention to the constitution of the kingdom of God. And you do that by paying attention to the laws, systems of the kingdom of God. And today, we want to start our journey on personal, the importance of personal in capacity building. Whether you are building individual capacity or team capacity, either cannot work without personnel. You know, Technology has come a long way and we appreciate technology. It helps make life much better and all of that. But personnel is more important than the technology because it takes personnel to actually operate the technology. And there was a time in life when the technology wasn't where it, where it is at now, but personnel was always in place and always necessary. From the day God created the earth, God put personnel in place to help carry out the assignments of earth as it relates to his intention on earth. So personnel is very important and you are a part of that personnel. That personnel core that is needed to make things happen, to build capacity. You are very important in that mix. And so we don't always have the same function, but at the same time, we're all important. And we see that through the Bible all the time. Personal, the importance of personal in capacity building. There is nothing at all that you can get done on earth without personnel. It doesn't matter if you have your own business. You still need personnel. I don't care what business idea you come up with. 
in life. It is going to require personal. And the same obtains with the kingdom of God. For the kingdom of God to be further established on earth, it needs personnel. And that is why you are important to God. At the same time, for the kingdom of darkness to be further established, it needs personnel also. And that is why you, the human personnel, is so important on earth. Because the devil cannot get his agenda accomplished without human personnel. God cannot get his agenda accomplished without human personnel on earth. Which means that you, every one of you, individually and collectively, were very important and God brought you here for a reason. There's a reason why COVID didn't take you out. There's a reason why that accident didn't take you out some years ago. There is a reason why you're still standing because you as a person is important to God to help carry out his assignments here on earth. And so when we talk about personal, we're not just talking about those who are in charge, those who, who preach on Sundays, there is a place for everyone as it relates to personal. And we want to continue to make sure that we make ourselves available so that we can be effective as people that God placed on here. You know, without people, the amenities of earth that God created cannot be utilized. Without you, the fish in the sea just get big and fat up. There's nobody to eat them. Without you, the fruits don't really serve their purpose. You need them to eat. It's God created all of those amenities for you so that you can be effective as a person to strengthen his personal. So God is depending on God is dependent on your availability so that this kingdom can continue to be further established here on earth. It was God's intention that earth be dominated by human beings. And he set the functions of earth in place in such a way that they will be guided by human personnel. In Genesis chapter 1, the Bible says God gave man dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over every creeping thing. The human personnel was put in charge of all the other resources of earth. So that means if you don't take authority, if you don't take dominion, if you don't stand up and act as an individual, then the things around you will dictate what happened. And then you wonder, well, what's happening? Because you're not taking charge. As difficult as it is to work with people, the truth is you have to find a way to work with those around you, those that God put in your space. Because it's impossible to survive without working with people. Oh yeah, I know people give trouble sometimes and uh, uh, people misbehave and, uh, 
have been less than what they're supposed to be and all of that. But as difficult as it is to work with people, you have to develop that people skill. It's one of the outstanding characteristics of a leader. You have to develop that skill to become all that God wants you to be. You have to develop that skill to work with people, to network people resource, to connect with people so that you can get the job done. Because with a church, with a work, with a school, with a home, wherever you turn, you're going to have to work with people. Of course, some of them are not easy to work with. Some, some make life more difficult than others. And I heard Dr. Miles Monroe said one time that demon is a, an angel out of position. And then there are some human demons. And those that are out of position have a way of making life extremely miserable. If you ever work with a supervisor who is not supposed to be in that position, Oh, you have to intercede over time. But still, we have to work with people. So we have to develop that skill so that we can become all that God intended for us to be. Now, I want to say to you this morning that the greatest resource that we have on earth is the people resource. All right? The greatest resource that we have on earth is the People resource. People resource is the greatest resource that we know. That is why all of you are so important to this ministry. You are the greatest resource. You're the greatest asset that this ministry has. No camera, no, no, no chair, no, no computer or anything is more important than people resource. You are the greatest resource on earth. And you have no right to be intimidated by anything. Now somebody might ask, but isn't the Holy Spirit the greatest resource? No. The Holy Spirit is not resource. The Holy Spirit is source. He is the source. We are the resource. The resource comes from the source. So when the resource needs to be refueled, restrained, it goes back to the source. It flows from the source. And so the Holy Spirit is source. We are resource. And I want you to get this point because this is very important. We start getting ourselves in serious trouble when we elevate resource above source. That is idolatry. And many times because of how God has blessed people and raised them up and what God has done in their lives and all of that, sometimes they get a little too big for themselves and elevate themselves about the source. And if you do that, then God is going to have to take you down. That is why it is so challenging sometimes in the ministry and some of the things that you do because people don't understand how to manage things like the glory. You, you did a good session and people come and keep all the praises on you and instead of passing it down to God, you take it for yourself. You're elevating the source above the resource above the source. 
I can't begin to tell you how many times we need people go to the bank and uh, different institutions and I'm a reference for them. And they call me many times from the bank and, and different places and said, where is your church? I said, I'm not my church. Not my church. We always have a laugh on the phone with those people. You have to take yourself out of those positions. Someone might say, Pastor, do you know what people are saying? Of course, I know what they intend to say, but you have to constantly take yourself away from there. Reverend Dr. V.T. Williams, my spiritual father, and he always, always told us a long time ago, very young minister, he said, there are three G's that you stay away from if you're going to be successful in ministry. Stay away from the goal, that's the money, if you want to get in trouble, start misappropriated funds and make that your number one agenda instead of what God has called you to. You know, unfortunately, we have seen too many times where money becomes the focus of what people do instead of God getting the glory. So it's the goal. The girls. Yes, I can get you into a lot of trouble. Well, for the girls, it's the guys. Yeah. We don't even go down that road to We don't have time to touch that. But the third one is the glory. And the glory. The Bible says God will not share his glory with any man. And if you attempt to share that glory, he will act. But you know, this is exactly why Satan was kicked out of heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. He is resource, but he started to see himself above the source. God said, no, he can't work here and he's kicked up. He tempted Eve that very same way. Adam and Eve, he said, if you eat, you will be like God. That's, that's the thought he sowed in their mind. You will be like God and start born like God. So already in their minds, they started elevating themselves to the level of God or above God. I was thinking about this last night. I, if you would have told me 10 years ago that God would lock out his children out of the house, I would say no. But that's what God did when, 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 when Adam and Eve acted. God locked them out. Can you imagine that? God locked out his, his children. Now, please, I'm not encouraging you to go lock out your children in any way, shape, or form. But I'm saying this was so serious that God locked them out of Eden and put angels at the gate so that they would not be able to read. When you elevate the resource above the source, you get yourself serious trouble. So I want you to. Remember, stay humble. You as a personnel in the kingdom, stay humble. That is why the Bible speaks so much about pride. God resisted the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And notice he always said that you should humble yourself. Don't pray and ask him to humble you. That's a dangerous prayer. I am so glad 
that some of the prayers that I prayed in my ignorance, God did not answer them. If he had answered them, I would be in serious trouble. I can't begin to tell you when I was a young Christian, how many times I prayed and asked God for help in my ignorance. I could see God saying that he doesn't know what he's asking. Forgive him. I'll forgive you without you even knowing. You want me to humble you? God humbled Nebuchadnezzar one time. And he was out in the field for about seven years, walking on his hands and feet, on forth, eating grass with his fingernail grew long and twisted. Claws. His hair grew long and twisted in that time. Don't know if that was the first Rastafari. His hair grew long and twisted until he came to his senses. God prefer if you humble yourself. So, personnel is absolutely important, but we have to remain on the term and condition of God and can't do it ourselves, but understand at the same time the balance that the human resource is the greatest resource to, that is on earth that makes things happen. And God wants to work with you to produce more. God wants to work with you so that you can become all that he intended for you to be. The human personnel must understand, always understand, that in all that we do on earth, we must maintain that we are subjects. You know? In the kingdom, we are subjects and that we are subjected to the God of the kingdom. We are subjects. There is a king, and the subjects respond to the king. That's how it works. The subjects are always responding uh, to the king. The king is always final authority, and the subjects are responding to the king. And we are subjects. You cannot succeed by yourself. God did not create you that way. Uh, so although you are a very important resource here on earth, you cannot succeed by yourself. In fact, the Bible says in St. John, Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. So the, the, the importance that you have is connected to God. Otherwise, it's of no use. God sent you in place so that you can become all that he intended for you to be. And that is why we say certain aspects of the journey is just totally impossible without God. We depend on God. That's why we can say, Lord, if it had not been for the Lord on my side, tell me where would I be? As strong as you are, as much of a prayer warrior as you are, as much as you study the word, you are excellent in your field. There are moments when you need some inspiration from God. When you go home and this is not working and that is not working and the temptation of depression and discouragement come when you have extended yourself and still it don't look like things are happening. You need the source at that time to strengthen you, to hold your hand and say, you can make it. You are not alone. Those that are with you are more than those that are against you. 
I've got you in the palm of my hand. This is already figured out from before you were born. So arise and eat. Elijah killed hundreds of Baal prophets. And Jezebel threatened them, said, you either prepare to kill me or I am going to kill you. In fact, tomorrow, about this time, if you're still alive, you can count yourself lucky because I'm coming for you. And Elijah ran away. He just confronted hundreds of their prophets. And this one woman said, I'm going to kill you. And he ran away, slumped into discouragement. I said, Lord, you know I want to die. I said, no, you don't want to die. That's out of your flesh. In fact, if you wanted to die, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have run away from Jessica. Because that's what she said she was going to do. So we know it's just your flesh. And he sat down on the juniper tree. And the Lord sent the angel to strengthen him. And here's the funny part. God sent food by a raven for him. How many would eat it? The raven brought his food. Or oh, you know what the raven is, right? My food? Well, God sent the raven with his food. <laughs> he had it. And then the Lord said to him, Arise and eat and strengthen yourself because the journey is great. In fact, there is not, you're not the only one left. He, he started to say to God, I'm the only one left. And he's there trying to kill me. God said, No, 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 you're not the only one left. I have over 400 more prophets that are not all there needs to be. So stand up because there's still work to do. And how many times we get into those moments in life where God has to tell us, stand up or wake up. Sometimes it's a case where we lay down in bed and you just cover your head and don't even want to see the day. And God said, wake up because I've given you victory over this thing. God has you as a part of his staff, God. You are important to him as personnel, and the journey is going to be possible because he has you covered. Because he knows your name, he knows your every thought. Before the foundations of the world, the Bible said, He knew you and ordained that you should go. God is awesome. I want to take a moment just to maybe look at some of the importance, important things in a, in a kingdom that make some of the important components of a kingdom as we um, establish this whole thing of personnel and put it in perspective. Because sometimes when we understand the, the components of a kingdom, it helps to make a life a little better. It helps to give us a better understanding of exactly what some things mean. So as we look at the kingdom, things that kings, kingdoms are characterized by, we will just make sure that, that we, who are supposed to be the greatest resources on earth, find ourselves in alignment with God. Because, you know, systems... Laws and principles and personnel work together. They don't work separate. So as a personnel, you have to be aligned with the system. You have to function by the laws and principles. So first of all, well, the first component of, of a kingdom is a king. The whole thing, kingdom, is from two words, king and do domain. And king means ruler, domain speaks to territory. 
So there cannot be any kingdom if there is no king. And our king, you know, is the Lord of hosts. Territory is important. We just talked about domain. The king must have something to rule over. If he doesn't have anything to rule over, he ain't no king. You can't just be king in your own head. So a king needs territory. It is important. And that is why the Bible tells us now that the earth is the Lord's. Wow. And the fullness thereof, he owns it. So his territory is vast. Then every kingdom needs a government, a, a government system. Remember, a few weeks ago, we shared out the kingdom of God is the government of the kingdom of heaven. There's a distinction between the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God. So the kingdom of heaven is an actual place. The kingdom of God is the system that governs the kingdom of heaven. That is why when Isaiah prophesied some 740 years before Messiah came, he said, unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. In other words, Jesus would introduce or reintroduce the government of the kingdom of God to earth. That word government in Isaiah is not talking about your local government in your uh, country. It's talking about the kingdom, the government of the kingdom of heaven. So a, a kingdom needs government. It needs laws and principles. And it needs citizens, subjects, personnel. This is very important. And so you and I are the citizens of the kingdom of heaven. We are the citizens. We are the subjects. We are the personnel, and we have that responsibility of acting on behalf of our God. In fact, he called us ambassadors. We also have constitutions. No kingdom can function properly without constitution. So constitution is very, very important when it comes to the kingdom of God. And the constitution of the kingdom of God is the word of God. So it's a whole system that is set up. It's not just that we're just here wandering around without any sense of direction. It's just that we don't come to grips sometimes with exactly what God is doing. And sometimes we just do our own thing. I want to read a portion from St. Luke chapter 10 as it relates to the laborers. We're talking about personnel. And Jesus spoke to this issue when he was on earth. And we're going to read St. Luke chapter 10, verse 2, and see what it is saying to us. Then said he to them, or then he said to them, he is Jesus. He said, the harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. The personnel. It's another way of saying person. All right? 
the personnel are few. And then he said something. He said, therefore, pray to the Lord of the harvest, the Lord who gives harvest, to send out laborers into his harvest. You would agree with me this morning that the laborers are few. We need more personnel to reap the harvest. It's a whole world of seven plus billion people. And the harvest, the Bible says, is, is great. A lot of translations say it is right. But here's the interesting approach that Jesus took. He said, pray to the Lord of the harvest. Pray to me, God, to send more laborers. You see, over time, we have so misrepresented uh, the kingdom and, and do our own thing sometimes. Because our approach generally in church, when we come upon situations like this, is, well, you know, where two or three are gathered, there is he, there he is in the midst of bless and to, and to do good. Or we take the other approach. Yeah, it's only a few of us, but one shall chase a thousand, but two shall put ten thousand to black. And settle with that. But he said, no, God never took that approach. He never talked about what shall chase a thousand and two shall put ten thousand to flight. He said, pray to the Lord of the harvest to send forth laborers in his harvest. So today, we come in agreement in prayer. And we're praying to the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth your cousins, your husband, your wife, your children, your aunt, your uncle, into the vineyard, that he will send forth laborers. So we call in all your relatives as laborers into the harvest this morning. God has a place for you and your family in the harvest. When he told now to build an ark, he had a place for now on this planet. Not even quite sure if all of them relatives were living right, but because of Noah, because of you, we stand on the word of God and call for those loved ones by the spirit of God as we pray to God. We call them into the heart. We're believing for their salvation. This year, those of them who, who, who used to walk with the Lord, those who used to walk with the Lord but are not walking with the Lord, we call them into restoration. We're standing in the gap today. For their salvation. We're believing God for the best. Pray to the Lord of the harvest. So this is a prayer that you should be constant on. Don't be discouraged because it seems like things are getting worse. So the devil works sometimes. The more you pray, he has not listened to your prayer sometimes, just in case you didn't. He listen and try to act in the sense realm to frustrate you. But there is more happening in the realm of the spirit that you are not seeing than that which you are seeing. So we pray, continue to pray to the Lord of the harvest that he would send forth laborers in the harvest. When Moses, Moses' father-in-law, Jephro, went to visit him in Exodus chapter 14 and saw what Moses was doing. 
called Moses aside and said, you're going to kill yourself doing it this way. You're going to frustrate yourself. You need personnel. You need to train more people to carry out the work so that you can have a wider reach. Personally, we're talking about the importance of personnel. Building capacity as it relates to what Moses was doing required person. And I'm saying and appealing to you again, all of you, you are important to this ministry. We need your service. There is something that you can do. And if you don't know, we'll work it out. Paul wrote to Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 2, and he said, commit to faithful men personnel. Commit to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. As I said, our functions are different, but none is really more important than the other. I might stand here most of the times and preach and teach, but your function is equally important in any area that you work, that you, that, that you function. And so we want to continue to recognize and declare the importance of personnel in our space, in the earth, and in all that God is doing. Personnel is absolutely important. God is depending on you. God instituted the concept of human personnel. As we so, uh, read from the scripture and God is interested in you being all that you should be and it cannot happen by you just doing your own thing. I want to read another portion of scripture here from Genesis chapter 1. We're going to read from verse 26 down to verse 28. We establish the fact that God instituted the concept person. He's the one that created human beings and put human beings in charge of the earth. So it says, then God said, remember now that that word God is there, is plural. It's talking about the whole council of the Godhead. The word used there in the Hebrew is Elohim, which speaks to God in a plural form. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. All right? So please remember, Elohim is the plural. El, E-L, is the singular. So if you see the, the original translation is El, it's speaking to God the Father or God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Elohim speaking to all three. So Elohim said, and it's confirmed in the next sentence, let us, let us, all right? Let us make man in our image, plural, according to our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea. Let them have dominion. God created the human personnel, the greatest resource that we have on earth called human beings. God created human beings, and then he said, let them, the human beings, have dominion over the fish of the sea and all of, all of that. Let them, let them, let them, I want to emphasize that, 
He did not say, let us have dominion. He said, let them have dominion. So he has given the dominion, the rule of earth to mankind. That is why sometimes we consider, why don't God do something about this? And God is saying, why don't you do something about it? So I'm giving you dominion. That is why you go back now to Luke chapter 10, and he said, you should pray to the Lord of the harvest. Because you are the one that have dominion, so you can give permission to whoever you want. So you pray to the Lord of the hearts, not expecting him to just come and do whatever. He said, you pray, because I've given you dominion. So you see the importance of us praying and standing in the gap and declaring and exercising our dominion? Too often we don't exercise our dominion. Ah, oh, you go around talking about, I have I'm bothered with migraine. I have a migraine for the last few years. You're beginning to hold it now. I have. Where's your dominion? By his stripes, I am here. Most things are, I have my blood pressure and my, my family, everybody in my family have it. So, you know, that's how, how we are. Really? By his stripes, I am here. How many people in my family had it? It's stopping here. By his stripes, I am healed. You feel like you're more spiritual than anybody. It's fine. Right. So he has given you dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fall of the head, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Verse 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female. He created them. He created them, male and female. Then God said, then God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and multiply. There is absolutely no doubt that that fruitful and multiply speaks in a heavy way, in a heavy way to procreation having children, and all of that. But that's not the only thing that is involved in. That's the only thing that we focus on sometimes. But God wants you to be fruitful in the things of God and multiply it. He wants you to be fruitful in his love. He wants you to be fruitful in his peace. He wants you to be fruitful in his favor. As a personnel in the kingdom of God, he wants you to be fruitful in the things that concern him so that you can be a good representation of the kingdom. This is not just talking about having more and more and more babies. It's a holistic thing. Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Conquer it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every creeping thing that moves on the earth. So we're seeing here establishing all of that, that God is the author of personnel, of the human resource that we have on earth. And he's very much interested in your life today and your future. God only gave command to man to carry out his assignments on earth. One of the components that makes a kingdom a reality is Subjects. God has appointed his subjects 
for a particular task on the earth. When you stray, when you drift away from that, that makes life miserable for everybody. So he's not, he's not interested in raising up any sticks and stones to praise him. He created it for that purpose. And he's dependent on you to sing his praise, to shout his praise. If you don't do it, then who is going to do it? You are important in any agenda that God is going to have here on earth in, in going forward in the things of the kingdom on earth. You are a part of the agenda of God. That is why you're still alive. You're, you're an important part of the agenda. No strategy on earth can be effective without man. No strategy to advance the kingdom of God on earth, or for that matter, the kingdom of darkness can be effective without mankind, without the human person. It's stuck without you. So now you have to decide day by day which agenda are you going to advance. And that is not to say the strategies of God only include man, because there are actually other personnel like the angels. But if it is going to deal with advancing the kingdom of God on earth, it cannot happen without man. It cannot happen without you. You are a part of what God intended on earth. You are an important part of the uh, kingdom system. And the devil understands that. He, he understands that the kingdoms of this world cannot advance without the human resource. And that is why when he wanted to introduce his kingdom to earth, he went through Eve and Adam. So as much as you pray so hard over your city and over your family, the devil still knows that if he's going to destroy your family, if he ever get is going, if he's ever going to get a chance to destroy your family, he's going to have to work for you. So he tried to sow discord in your family and get to start fight and fight against each other. And you believe you were right, and that person believed they were right, and all of a sudden, uh, malice and quarrelings and all kinds of stuff coming, and it opened the door to the devil. And he, the very person that was praying for that family, he starts saturating your mind with all kinds of thoughts to destroy the very family you were praying for. You are such a, an important person that you cannot afford to concede to the devil. He does it in church. Amazing. We come here and sing about bind us together with chords that cannot be broken. And we feel it. I mean, we you hear that this person said something about it, and they shouldn't have said that, and that, that was rude, and that and that, and we start biting against each other and open doors to them. Before long, confusion sets in. And instead of us sitting down and having a meeting and say, look. We see the agenda of the enemy, and this shouldn't have been, shouldn't be said, and there need to be an apology and this and that. But I'm not talking about if he shouldn't have said it. We carry on and allow the kingdom of darkness to influence us against 
the very thing that we're praying to the kingdom of God in our own families, in the church, in our communities. You see how important a person that you are? It takes you to carry out God's agenda. But the devil also know that he can't get past you if you're with God. So he will try to infiltrate you. So the very Adam and Eve that was in Eden in the very presence of the Lord, the very Adam and Eve that were the presidents of the world, they didn't even have to depend on a vote. They didn't campaign on anything. God just sent them in as presidents. They needed nothing. They're the same ones that they've worked through. So we're not at a place as personnel where we're finished and we're invincible. So we don't even have to pray so much again because I've been praying for years and all of that. Prayers for the new converts and all of that. You still need to hear from God so that you can carry out his assignments and don't be deceived by the enemy. Again, you are important as personnel. Many of you work in institutions and understand that sometimes when you go to work, not because you want to go that day, you might wake up feeling not, not well, and you actually even have days that you can take. But it's difficult for you to take three days in a row because of how important you are to making things happen at work. But you're more important than that in the kingdom of God. So God needs you every day. We thank you so much for joining us today. God bless you and have a great day. You may contact us by email at fcfmontegobay at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram at fcfmobay and on Facebook at fcfmontegobay.